Roughly 75% of podcasts are no longer in production, according to Amplify Media. Why is this? Why are so many podcasters giving it up and hanging up their hat? Ladies and gentlemen, Podfade is real. And in today's episode, we are talking about how to fight Podfade. If you're new here, my name is Mark Savant. This is the After Hours Entrepreneur. And on this show, we're going to teach you how to create more content in less time so you can get back to what you love. If that's something you're excited about, hit the subscribe button and come back weekly for fresh content. Today's episode is going to be a little different than the normal episodes because, listen, we are always trying new things over here at the After Hours Entrepreneur. I'm a huge believer in trying new things. And today, I'm actually bringing you some live recordings from Clubhouse. I'm bringing on some really, really awesome creators to share their ways of fighting pod fade. I'm also going to give you a few ideas of my own on how you can fight pod fade. In my opinion, the most important characteristic of a successful show and a successful entrepreneur, successful person is perseverance. It's knowing how to keep on going. So I think you're really going to enjoy today's episode. I'd love to hear back from you as well. If you're enjoying the episode, hit me up. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you don't like. DM at Mark Savant Media on Instagram. DM at Mark Savant Media on Instagram. Let me know what you think about the show. I'd love to hear from you. So let's get into this episode and let's start talking about how you can persevere and fight burnout when it comes to your podcast. Oh yeah, and by the way, if you enjoy any of the excerpts or feedback from the guest, I'm gonna have links below. Just go show them some love. I'm gonna give you links to their Instagram. Go hit them up on Instagram. Let them know that you enjoyed their insights on the show. So first this stage, we have Alex Sanfilippo. He's the host of the podcast Creating a Brand and also the founder of Podmatch, a website that helps you to find more guests for your show and to collaborate. Really great website. So so Alex, tell us, how do you fight Podfade? Actually just did a, a bit more of like a deep dive on the analytics to see how many people make it past their first year as a podcaster. So first year, I looked at that as being 50 plus episodes. I kind of looked at that line. It's only 10% of people. It might be slightly over or below that. Um, I'm okay in Excel uh, as I was doing these, these analytics. But basically, you have a 90% chance of stopping your podcast before reaching one year, which I just think is, is crazy. You know, we talk about that high top line number of two point whatever million podcasts are now. And only 10% of those are going to be around in a year, right? Aside from, of course, the, the legacy shows that have done 5,000 episodes or 3,000 episodes been going at it forever. So um, this is a, a really important topic, Mark. So I'm, I'm glad that you decided to, to bring this up. So I, I have quite a few thoughts on it, but um, I'll just share uh, one thing for now that, that I think kind of my mind always goes back to. And I think that not enough of us really think about what we where we want our podcast to go. So we don't think about the, the first 12 months or the next 12 months of the show. And this is a practice that I still do. I don't map out every single episode, but I have an idea of what I want my listeners to have learned from the podcast within the next 12 months. I want them to go on a journey with me and I want it to have a destination. So I want to say, okay, this is where we're starting. This is kind of where my avatar is today. And 12 months, I want them to have learned this along with me on this journey. But too many of us, we don't have a specific goal. And there's an old quote that says, unspecific goals lead to unspecific results. And I think too many of us run our podcasts that way. So it's easy to pod fade because you don't really know 
where you're taking yourself or your listeners. So again, to quickly summarize, it's just to map out your first or next 12 months. So I love this tip. When I started my first podcast, I did the same thing. I mapped out no matter how many downloads, how many listeners I get on my show. It's called the Awesome Dad Show. You can actually still listen to it all for all my awesome dads out there. I said, I'm just going to release content every week for 52 weeks. I'm going to go one year. And at the end of that year, at the end of that calendar year that I've mapped out, I'm going to go back and see where I'm at. Do I want to shift? Do I want to pivot? What do I want to do? Now, in my case, I ended up recognizing that people weren't paying me how to be a better father. People were paying me to help them grow their digital brand. So I shifted in the After Hours Entrepreneur Was Born and my social media management company, Mark Savant Media, was born. Which, by the way, if you're really looking to explode and you don't have the time, hit me up. I can definitely help you there. But I'd like to hear a little bit more from Alex because he's going to bring a little bit more insight because the reality is how organized do we need to be? How organized do we need to be when we're planning out our future calendar? Alex, what would you say? Yeah, everyone would be relieved to hear this. I'm not very in-depth with it, and I don't think that anyone needs to be necessarily. What I know is I always have a running list of people I'd like to have on the podcast because I believe, again, it helps complete that mission of that next 12 months. So I have certain names in there, but there's always fill in the gap, if you will. So I kind of figure out maybe 10 to 12 people Every year that I really want on the show because I want them to cover a specific topic. And when I say a certain individual, it's a certain group of individuals, any of which could potentially cover the topic. Like, example, I have an entrepreneurship podcast, but I realized during my first year of doing this, after talking to a lot of the, the listeners of my of my show, that a lot of them, as they got into entrepreneurship, they started struggling with their friendships. So at least once a year during July, uh, that happens to be friendship month. And there's like actually a specific day toward the end of July that's like friendship day. Um like I said, apparently some one of those random holidays, you know, we've also got like National Donut Day and stuff like that, but whatever. Um, so I make sure I have somebody come on to talk about friendship and how important it is, especially for people who run businesses and how it, it actually pours into your creativity as well. and helps you to, to live a healthier life and run a healthier business. So that's like an example. And again, I, I don't have every week filled in, but I want to make sure I cover things like equality, uh, about uh, equality, like in the workplace diversity, these type of things. Like I want to make sure I have those things mapped out because I want that to get covered in the next 12 months. But again, I don't have week to week done. I just have a general idea of where it's going. And I try my best to make all the content go closer to that goal, if you will. As the saying goes, proper planning prevents poor performance. So this idea of planning out, scheduling out your calendar, being thoughtful about what you're going to be doing ahead of time. Very good way to combat pod fade. I think this is a really good tip from Alex. Make sure you go show him some love. Links below. Next to the stage, we have the one and only Dimple Dang. She's the host of the Mesmerizing Marketing Podcast. And you can find her on Instagram at shewearsstilettos.com. I always love hearing from Dimple, some great insights. So I'm going to give her a chance to share her ways of fighting pod fade. Dimple, how can all the after hours entrepreneurs fight pod fade? Well, first of all, I think, you know, I designate certain days for recording my podcast. Like I don't say like, I'm not going to do it every day just because, you know, guests are like, oh, this is the date I want to do it on because this way it helps me schedule things better. And I don't try to take on too many episodes in one day because, you know, it does a certain amount of effort and it can be exhausting. So I think Mm -hmm. it's knowing what your limit is. You know, if you want to record two episodes in one day or three, that's fine. But it's, you know, it's about designating particular days that you're going to do that. 
And it's also about, you know, planning ahead in terms of, you know, who you want to have as a guest, um, what are the topics, and you don't have to plan it out too far in advance, but I think it's good to have a 90-day plan. I think a 90-day plan, you know, gives you an indication of what type of episodes you want, what the topics are going to be, and sometimes there's things that are just, you know, hot, and you want to jump on top of those, and you want to record an episode on that, and that's why I think it's also good to not be tied down to having a podcast where you can only record with guests. Um, I think you should be able to mix it up. If you want to have guests, you can have guests. If you want to record alone, you should be able to record alone because then nothing holds you back. Some days you get inspiration to talk about something that just happened or just came up and you can just, you know, hit the record button and you can start recording. I think that's the beauty of podcasting. So I love this point from Dimple. The After Hours Entrepreneur, the first hundred episodes or so were all interviews. And at a certain point, it gets a little, it feels a little dry. It feels a little robotic. And I think that when you get into that robotic state that I have to do this, it, it's not where you want to be. You want to keep it fun. And for me, trying new things, testing things, and just putting my voice out there in a different way is really, really rewarding. So if you've been solely doing interviews, I'd recommend that you try doing some solo episodes and vice versa. If you're only doing solos, Try bringing some guests on. Or if you want to get really crazy, you could start recording live in Clubhouse just like your boy, Mark. So our next guest here is an avid podcaster, Sebastian Rusk. He is the founder of the Podcast Launch Lab and hosts a popular podcast behind the story. And Sebastian's been in the industry for a very long time, a lot of insights, and has helped a lot of people get their podcast started. So I cannot wait to hear what Sebastian has to say about Podfade. Sebastian, how can all the After Hours entrepreneurs fight Podfade? Help us out here. I remember why I started in the first place. And then I also remember that my content and the stuff that I'm creating through my podcast has absolutely nothing to do with me and everything to do with not only my guests, but my listener too. So it's always been a labor of love. I never went into this thing saying, well, one day I'm going to monetize it. It just ended up happening. It ended up happening in the form of identifying people that are within my target market, marketers, entrepreneurs, speakers, authors, coaches, people of authority that know that their natural next step could be to write a book or to launch a podcast. I want to get them on my podcast. I get to connect with that person I'm interviewing both before the interview and after the interview, which automatically allows me to build rapport with that individual by default. I'm already doing it because I'm stroking their ego and I'm what I like to refer to as productively picking their brain uh, because I'm interviewing them. So I think Sebastian has a really, really great point here. It's keeping things in perspective and you know, for me, going into podcasting, it was never really about making a lot of money. It was about learning. It was about building my network. Now, that's not to say that you can't make money podcasting. You know what? We got to keep the lights on. We got to feed mouths. We got to keep a roof over our head. So there's definitely ways to monetize, and I think that's important. But keep things in perspective. If things aren't happening quick, that's okay. Just leverage the time, leverage the guest in the network that you're building. And I'll tell you what, it's really, really important that when you bring guests on, you try to show them as much value as possible. So I think this is a really good takeaway from Sebastian and kind of goes back to what Alex is talking about in planning ahead and keeping things in perspective. 
So our next guest on the stage wasn't actually a moderator, but was a guest who came up on stage to share his question and also a little bit of insight. So I just want to encourage you, if you ever want to be featured on The After Hours Entrepreneur, one of the best ways to get on the show is to show up in Clubhouse or hit me up at Mark Spunt Media on Instagram. I'd love to chat with you. So this guest is Justin Lamb. He hosts the Friend Request podcast. Great guy. I was actually a guest on his show. Very cool. Great guy. Very straightforward. And I just really enjoyed his perspective on how he fights pod fade. Justin, how are you fighting pod fade, brother? I just recorded the first episode of season three, which doesn't even start till the end of the summer. But uh, the only reason I have seasons is because at the end of season one, what turned out to be season one, I was just kind of tired of it. I was tired of the rejections from trying to set up interviews and and I was, I was faded out and I was like, I'll just call this season one, you know, uh, that opened up something new for me. And I was doing a couple solo episodes and I was talking about my own uh, struggles that I've gone through and sharing that story with my listeners. And some of those are some of the most resonating uh, episodes that I put out. And so I think to fight pod fade is keeping a solid foundation interviews, that's storytelling, that's mental health, and then allowing your show to evolve. You know, Mark, you just mentioned I, I had you on the show. I'm doing this entire summer series with entrepreneurs and what it looks like to start a business or work for yourself. Um, and I think there's a lot of value in that. And it still goes along the foundation of my story where, you know, there's interviewing, storytelling uh, and some of those obstacles that you run into along the way. But it's it's allowing my show to evolve and still include other themes. And then we, you know, jump back into it in season three. And, and those are. Those are the two main things I would say is keeping that solid foundation and then allowing your show to evolve. Uh, it's really helped me not have pod fade. You know, I did a show for two years before the one I'm doing now and I quit doing it because I was, I was recording the episode the week it released and I was just, it wasn't fun anymore. I didn't, it was just work. And I was like, why am I doing this if it's work? My, this show, my old show was about beer and nineties stuff. Like why, why am I doing this? If it feels like work. So you really have to have to figure that out. Like what's your foundation and how are you going to allow your show to evolve? So what I love about podcasting is you can do whatever you want. You're your own boss. And what Justin found out is that when he wasn't having fun, he ended the season and then he waited a little while to start up the show again. Now, in my opinion, this is not a great strategy. If you really want to grow your podcast, if you're really serious about growing a huge podcast, you got to keep constant content out there. And there's some different ways you can do that. You can maybe repurpose content or even hire an agency to help produce the content so it doesn't feel quite so grindy. You know as well as I do, finding guests, editing, recording, marketing, there's a lot to podcasting. So again, different ways to get there, different strokes for different folks, but I have an immense amount of respect for what Justin just said. At the end of the day, this is supposed to be fun. This is supposed to be enjoyable and keeping that in perspective, incredibly important. Really like this idea about setting up seasons in order to fight pod fade because the reality is, okay, you take a break for a month, you're right back in the saddle. Some great tips here from Mr. Justin Lamb and the Friend Request podcast. Next to the stage, we have Marla Barr, host of the Your Wellness Journey podcast. And I didn't know Marla until Saturday morning. I host a room every Saturday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern on Clubhouse. 
I'll see you there. And Marla just blew me away with her answer. She has over 100 episodes recorded, which, as we all know, is more than the average. Most people don't even get past seven. So Marla just brings a lot of great insight, and I think you're really going to enjoy her tips. So Marla, please tell us, how do you fight pod fade? When it comes to pod fade, oh, a few things. I've found that every time I've needed to step away from the show, whether it be, you know, just being home with the kids for the summer or whatever, it's like I've had to start from scratch, building up my audience. Really, when they say consistency, 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 it's like that is so important. If you have to step away for a month or two months, awesome. Re-record the eight episodes. Make sure it's consistent. I know my episodes come out normally every Thursday at 1 a.m. And if it doesn't launch on Thursday at 1 a.m., I have listeners that are like, hey, are you guys okay? Like, is everything all right? And so even though you might not be around consistency, so much of your audience really does. That, that is the way that they relate to you. I think another thing that I really work on when it comes to pod fade is at least with podcasters, I find we focus on an episode and whoever I interview this week or whatever I talk about this week, I just, I'm loving it. I'm selling it. I'm marketing it. And then I'm on to the next week and we kind of drop it and just realizing of my, you know, hundred episodes that I have right now. And I should say, um, my backgrounds, I'm a digestion expert. So I talk a lot about self-care and then people come to me saying, Hey Marla, what, what's up with this keto diet or whatever. So I go through the science of why things may or may not work and kind of really break it down and give them the truth, which is not what they're hearing from the marketplace. So um, always lots of questions. I tend to use my topics as questions I'm always getting. So thinking of what are the top 10 questions that you get DM'd about, whatever they are, those are episodes. Because then afterwards, when someone asks me that question, because guaranteed I'm going to be asked a hundred times, Marlon, what do you think about the keto diet? I can just easily say in my DMs, here's a link, listen to this. I hope, let me know if you have any questions afterwards. And it's like a service to them. So not forgetting that every single episode that you have ever put out is just as important, especially, you know, I I look, spend two minutes each morning and say, okay, what topics are trending right now? And it could in, in health and wellness. And maybe it's intermittent fasting. Someone wrote, you know, Kim Kardashian wrote a thing about intermittent fasting. Great. I got an episode about that. Plug that today. That's what everyone's talking today. Even though it was recorded two years ago, it doesn't matter. So not stopping the marketing on episodes that are way behind. And I think the last thing is some of the episodes that you know, this is really referring to what Jared said that I thought were terrible. I had this amazing, amazing episode with this wonderful epigeneticist in California. She had me at her house. I know time was tight and it was the best, most insightful episode. And I knew our time was coming to an end. And I looked down at my laptop and I realized we didn't record a darn Thing. And within 15 minutes, keeping my calm, I had to pull it together, ask her some questions again. And I was so embarrassed about this one episode. And just, I still get sick to my stomach when I think about it. And it's my most downloaded. And it's the one that I get the most questions about that people absolutely love. And they have no clue that I'm totally like sweating bullets putting this together. And I think the last thing about uh, pod fade is I've had a producer from day one of the podcast and days when I am down, I call him 
And when things aren't working, I call him. So even if you don't have a producer, having a podcast accountability partner where each week you get on the phone and you're like, man, this is what I'm doing. You're doing, all right, we can do this together. If I did not have him as my producer, if I didn't have a producer, I know I would have abandoned ship a long time ago and just become one of the you know, 90% plus statistic. Wow, I just really loved Marla's answer, particularly that last point about having an accountability partner. Listen, it's hard enough to do this by yourself, but if you can surround yourself with people that support you and love you and want to see you succeed, that is when the magic happens. Stronger together, right? We're much stronger together. So find yourself an accountability partner and make it happen. And if you're looking for an accountability partner, you can always join the crew over in the After Hours Entrepreneur Facebook group. It's free and it's a great place to just share your journey. That's the After Hours Entrepreneur Facebook group. I'll put a link below. Anyway, let's get into our final guest here. Mr. Manny Cabo, and he is the host of the Mojo for Musicians podcast. So Manny, welcome to the stage. Please tell us, how do you fight pod fade? Essentially, resumes for me never mattered in getting jobs. It's always about my peripherals, my engagement and track record in the visual world, because there's, there's certainly more validity in that. And anyone can write a great bio, but when they visually see and hear what you're about, it's a different game altogether, which I love and has certainly elevated my clout game in leaps and bounds. So what I mean by this on Mondays is a hardcore podcast day, peripherals, posts, live scripts. Tuesday, it's all about music, recording, songwriting. Wednesday, I do my photography. Thursday, it's all interviews for radios, podcasts, all three. Friday is all knowledge day. And notice how I recite these because I could do this with my eyes closed. So the reason why that's been so important, because it's all about feeling organized and refreshed in all areas, which creates what? Clarity. So again, you could focus on your message. I'll tell you what, I really love this idea of theme days. And this was recommended to me as well by Evan Carmichael. You can listen to that episode 83 on the After Hours Entrepreneur, great dude, very open. But this idea of theme days is really important because when you wake up in the morning, you're going to have a certain mindset, a certain mentality. What is the day? And is this a public facing day? Is this an interview day? Is this a day where I'm going over my books or my numbers? Or is this a finance day? Like, what is today? And if you know that every Thursday you're going to be recording podcast, it makes it much easier right? You're, you don't just feel like you're being spread thin every day. I'll give you a perfect example. When I first started launching the After Hours Entrepreneur, and, and quite frankly, to an extent still today, my calendar is open for interviews basically every day. And that can be exasperating, right? You you get home from work or you're t after a tired day, okay, now I got to do an interview. And that can be really challenging. And frankly, it probably actually hurts your performance to do that. So Having theme days is another great way to fight pod fade. And I'm really happy that Manny Cabo shared that. Again, he's the host of the Mojo for Musicians podcast. Well, look, I really want to thank you for being here. Let me, and please message me on Instagram at Mark Savant Media. Send me the keyword pod fade. And I want to hear from you. How do you fight pod fade? Let me know. I'd love to hear from you. I think it's a really important topic, something that just isn't talked about enough. And today, I just felt really honored to share the perspective of six different after-hours entrepreneurs. So let me know. And if you haven't yet, please leave a review on iTunes. It makes a huge difference 
different to the show. It helps us reach more people, more validity, better guests. So go ahead and leave a review on iTunes. I love you forever. Now, with all that said, make it a great day. Go fight pod fade and make something happen. I will catch you here next time on the After Hours Entrepreneur. Peace.